Welcome to the Arizona Pug Party and Rescue Podcast with your host, Lindsay, the founder, president, and CEO of Arizona Pug Party and Rescue. Welcome back to the podcast. This week, I want to talk a little bit about the story of Stevie. So for those of you who might not know, Stevie is a senior pug that was found as a stray on the streets of Phoenix and taken into the county shelter. And there are like gazillions of groups on Facebook that will tag rescues when strays are found or people need help rehoming their pug, let alone all the other breeds. But I wanted to talk a little bit about this unique community on Facebook of unofficial volunteers and fosters and finders, um, because I think there's a lot of pressure put on rescues to help everybody at all the times. (laughs) And our rescue is unique in that we don't have business hours. If you call and you text and I'm up, I'm going to (laughs) answer. And so we are oftentimes called on when other rescues can't be either reached or unavailable. And so it was really unique with Stevie because he had gone into the shelter and of course they labeled him as blind and it was very apparent he was blind from his um, picture from when they found him. Um, And obviously nobody wants a blind pug that's senior sitting in the shelter. And I immediately went to work trying to get Stevie. And so it was... It was not an easy task. I think a lot of times the community thinks I can just walk into the shelter and say, I want to save this dog, get him out of here, let's go. And that's not the case. You know, the shelters have protocols they have to follow. They cannot release a pug to just anybody. And so they have programs such as the New Hope program, which is how we got Stevie out of the um, shelter. And it allows animals that are maybe not going to thrive as well as some others in a in a shelter setting to be re- removed from the shelter early, placed in a rescue's care, and while we're still looking for owners. And so that's what we were able to do for Stevie. I know a lot of rescues are trying to get him out of there. We were very lucky to have been able to do this for him. But I think what's also forgotten on the community is the ability to care for that animal. You know, we don't always know what we're getting into when we pull an animal from the shelter. And so um, it was very clear when we got Stevie that he was also deaf, but he was also feisty and somewhat stubborn, which is kind of funny. Um, So whenever they're feisty or stubborn, I feel like, you know, they have a little bit of get up in them. And I, I just, I know once he gets settled, he's going to, he'll be good. He's going to thrive. And so, um, I'll never forget when I went and got him at the shelter, they brought him out to me. And as I was walking out of the shelter with him, I carried him because he just was not going to walk. Um, the shelter staff actually was carrying him from his kennel to me and set him down because he was getting finicky and like wanted to be down kind of like a newborn baby. And so they put him down and opened the door and he would not move. He would not walk. Like he planted those feet in like I am not moving. And so, of course, we had to pick him up and take him to the car. But 
I'll never forget when I picked him up and was getting him to the car, how feisty he was. And it just warmed my soul because for those of you who may or may not know, Marley was one of our senior pugs that had come in about a month ago. And Monday of this week, it's going to be a different week when you're listening, but on a Monday, Marley actually, um, we helped him cross the rainbow bridge and that was, it was hard on me. And I think what's really hard is that being in rescue, you, you don't always get the time to process the passing of a pet like you would if they were your own. And so in this example, Marley passed on Monday, we were getting tagged and all this stuff on the senior Stevie. And by Wednesday, right, is when I think Wednesday is when we got him. And so you could see, if you go back to our Instagram at Easy Pug Party, you will see my eyes still look red. I look tired. I look fatigued. And that is just proof that we're all human still, right? Like just because I didn't have Marley my entire life, I experienced that last month with him. And so losing him was very difficult on me. But what I haven't come to terms yet with is that I have to move on so much quicker than I normally would have on to the next pug that needs help. And it's not that Marley's forgotten. I sit and cry in my car more than I'd like, but I can't sit in that place of sadness too long because there are so many other dogs that need my help. And so I kind of, look at Stevie as, you know, taking the torch from Marley. Like, here, here's another senior. You can help me. So an update on Stevie. He's doing good. He is very much settled into the house. He is still learning his way around. He's not really wanting to walk on his own. Um, But if I have my arms around him or on his side, he gets very confident and then he'll just start marching along. So we're making sure he knows where the water is. We're going out with him for potty breaks, but he's doing a lot of resting. You know, we don't know how long he was on the streets. In my eyes, I don't know how far he could have gotten from home unless he was dumped because he just doesn't walk much on his own. So we are, you know, settling him in. But I think this whole situation with Stevie and Marley just really shines light on the fact that we as rescue workers don't necessarily get the time to grieve the loss or um, the passing of the, the pugs that come into our lives. You know, I realized on Monday I'm going to witness more loss in my pet life <laughs> than the average person. I mean, next to that would probably be the veterinarians that have to actually do this work. And we all know our veterinarians are struggling with their mental health. And there's a huge demand for the field um, because people are just not doing well and not going into that tract. So um, it's just kind of like your little social cue to, you know, be kind to your veterinarians and their staff, be kind to the rescuers that are following up on all your pleas on Facebook and Instagram, 
we appreciate you. We appreciate the work you're doing. It is, we get it. It's hard for you too. Um, but just spread that kindness to others because we need it. You know, nobody knew what was going on with me and having to put Marley down. Um, not until the whole day had gone by. And I'm well aware, I'm very um, sensitive to what everybody else has going on in their lives. But I had to experience it in that moment, right? So the other example I can give you is, it goes back to, I want to say February, when one of my own dogs actually passed away. And it was less than ideal. Royce was a pug mix of mine. And he passed away after um, having no platelets in his blood. We don't exactly know why. But he spent seven hours in ER just sitting there. And finally, when I asked about what was going on, they realized, oh, he's not doing any better. And ultimately, he was doing much worse. And um, interestingly enough, I had meet and greets set up that week for other dogs in rescue and, you know, this was, I want to see a Sunday night and I had meet and greet set up Monday or Tuesday. And after being at the ER vet all night, losing my, you know, one of my, my own pets, um, and ultimately having to put him down, um, Monday morning, you know, 7am cause I'd been up all night with him. Um, I had come home and I had sent an email out to the individuals I was going to do a meet and greet with and said, you know, I've lost one of my own dogs. May I push your meet and greet to this weekend to give myself a few days to just, you know, work through these emotions. And initially they were like, yes, this is great. No problem. Like we totally understand. We're sorry for your loss. But then like not even 10 minutes later, the next email came and it was like, oh, well, can you meet on Wednesday? Can you do this? Can you do that? And it was like they totally didn't understand, like, I needed time away to process what was going on in my personal life before I could move on and give them a very happy, go get them, exciting meet and greet. Because the last thing I want to do is show up at a meet and greet crying and emotional for what's going on in my life when this is supposed to be one of the happiest days of your life. Um, and so, again, it's just an example of how we're relentlessly trying to get these dogs into homes and into good homes and qualified homes. But that same kindness isn't always reciprocated. And I understand that that's just part of the job. I get it. But I'm not sure that the community knows that or understands that. And so I just wanted to shine a little bit of light on it. I think it's worth talking about. I think it's definitely worth being more kind to your veterinarian staff and veterinarians. Um, and, you know, just kind of think about what you're saying before you go in and say it. Because rescue and animal welfare is not easy. It's a very hard job. You guys understand that more so than I think you even realize. And... At the end of the day, we're all working together, right? We're working together for the same cause, the same outcome for things like this to happen where Stevie is out of the shelter, his stray hold is officially up, 
we can begin medical attention, grooming, all the things to get him ready to live the most comfortable senior years of his life, which is the ultimate goal, right? So if you want to keep tabs on Stevie's progress or just keep tabs on a rescue, follow us on all our socials. But I just want to leave you with that message of be kind to one another, be kind to your service staff, to your veterinarians, and that kindness will go such a long way. Talk soon. Are you craving more podcastic content? Don't forget to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram at azpugparty, or check us out on the web at azpugparty.com. Talk soon.